The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Temple Hayes here featuring Ernie Chu with us today, author of Soul Currency and the creator of many entrepreneurial businesses. Ernie, it is a pleasure to have you with us here on Unity FM. It's almost an honor. It's always an honor to be with you. Well, that's, it's a mutual agreement that we have going on because I feel exactly the same about you. I can tell you from experience and from feedback from people all over the country how much soul currency has changed their lives and that idea of drawing from the soul energy energy and that relationship that we have with other people. What was it that created the space in which you decided to write soul currency? Well, you know, I went through a dark night of the soul myself where uh, I realized that the, at the very end of it that when I was a million dollars in debt that uh, that it wasn't a question of uh, the circumstances that caused me to do it, that it was more uh, a realization <laughs> that uh, it wasn't that I had nothing, but I had quite a lot, that it was just simply um, in Wall Street terms a liquidity crisis, meaning I hadn't created the liquidity of it, and I, I chose to be a victim as opposed to really uh, taking uh, responsibility and creating from my inner uh, assets and creating what uh, we now call soul currency. Well, I think just the the idea, and I wanted to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, when you're talking about being a million dollars in debt, and knowing, you know, where you are right now and how you did walk through uh, the dark night of the soul. I think that's so encouraging to a lot of our listeners out there today that are finding that they are feeling like there's too much month at the end of the money or they're going through some financial challenges themselves. And 
was there anything specific or an awareness or a bright light that came on Ernie that, that brought you out of that place of being in victimhood? Was it something specific that someone said or did, or did you just get sick and tired, if you will, of being sick and tired? <laughs> a little of all of that. But uh, I think that what did happen was that um, there was, uh, I had the opportunity to be watching television uh, at a friend's house during this period, and I was watching somebody on late night television that had a very similar background to mine. Mm-hmm. And he basically uh, was out there and he was uh, really, uh, had been, been highly successful and so forth. And I began to realize, rather than being bitter about the fact that I, I you know, I had the same background, maybe even better, and, and I should have been there or, or whatever, it served as an inspiration of, well, you know, that was another choice that I had. That could have been another reality that I could have created. And so I suddenly realized that this was all about what's inside of me and not about circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as you know, because you had written me about the fact that our beloved uh, Unity Minister Reverend Edwin Gaines was here yesterday speaking to our community. And I was telling them at the workshop that one key thing, uh, there were lots of takeaways in my 25 years of knowing Edwin and the impact that she's made on my life. But one was, and this is specific to you, and that's the reason I'm, I'm getting into it, is that she teaches in her work, if you are to be prosperous in your life, you are to celebrate all achievements and wonderful occurrences that happen with other people. And compared to Edwin, Ernie, you do that better than anybody that I've met out in the field as a colleague, is you celebrate other people's successes. So is that when, in that moment that you were watching this guy on TV that could have been you, almost was you, That was that the defining moment that you said, you know, from this point moving forward, I will always celebrate other people's successes and know that it's impacting the energy as I'm working with my own law of attraction? Well, there was, there was a defining moment even before that, and, and that was that I started to use prayer, and I did it regularly. And all of a sudden, I, I started to be guided in the right directions. And one of the directions was, of course, to see the, the blessing and see the, see the lesson in what I was seeing as opposed to taking everything personally. And, uh, of course, looking at it and saying, um, well, he had all the opportunities and I got the raw end of the, the deal. And, and I, that's exactly what happened was I said, I, I see myself. Uh, choosing to be able to do this because there isn't much difference between he and I. And all I had to do was really recognize that instead of saying I had nothing, and there's a temptation when you're, when you're down and out to say I've got nothing, um, well, you're just simply reaffirming the, that you have nothing and you'll have more of nothing. But then I began to see that I had everything. It just wasn't liquid. And so at that point... I got very uh, relieved and inspired because I could say, well, I could fix that. And, um, and it became very obvious to me that really there, there, there was a higher power that was 
really um, loving, loving and guiding us. And at that point, um, that's when I started to uh, begin to realize that there was another path, and that was the path of, of uh, God within or our soul's currency. Mm-hmm. You and I have spoken about this before, and I think this is something that sometimes uh, within each of us we forget. It seems to take as much energy to be a failure as it does to be a success. I mean, to keep experiencing failure over and over again when that was the path that I was choosing and allowing in that space of victim. It took a lot of energy to stay stagnant and stay in that same place. Yes, and that that is a great observation because people don't even realize that the energy that they they're putting in and you listen to them talk about their story about what has happened that I'm trying to do this because I don't want to be out on the street I'm doing this because um, uh, but every time I do it something bad happens and nobody loves me and nobody's willing to help me and and so forth and it becomes that kind of energy that keeps uh, keeps that story going around in circles and and really no way for spirit to really come in and begin to move you toward where you really should be and where you who you really are it's bringing it into that story isn't it and keeping it alive and keeping it creative and and putting energy to it of what used to be in the good old days and and what were the better times um give us um we're we're loving those nuggets that you offer in, in Soul Currency, and as a community, we've actually uh, created a seven-week series for that. It was a life-altering experience for many people here. Give us some of those nuggets from Soul Currency for our listeners today that they, too, can benefit from moving from good to amazing. Well, the first one is really to, to recognize... <laughs> that what we take for granted about ourselves, about what some of the best things that are there when people say to you, boy, you have such a great imagination or you have such a way with words or, or you just light up the room when you walk in. And when, we're, when we hear that, we, we feel very good about ourselves. But then when things uh, maybe aren't going quite as well or we're, we're a little down, we don't really recognize that this is a this is a part of us. This is like our, our currency. And so the important thing is to recognize that everything within, everything good within, is really the currency that we're that we are born with. And everything that is uh, perhaps unlike it is something that really we've not not inherited, but in fact it, we've made up. We've we've allowed this to. Be the truth over something that that uh, is is really true, and we've allowed that illusion of of failure, that illusion of victimhood, that uh, that illusion of being a martyr, uh, that nobody loves us, and so that's really quite important. The first thing we we have to learn is that when you go within, it's not that you're a good person, and meaning that you have you're honest and you keep your word to yourself and you keep your word to others. But in fact, stop putting moral judgments there and, and understand that you were born uh, you were born great and you were you were born with these these qualities and uh, perhaps we test ourselves by saying, well, these qualities either aren't good enough or 
they're not there when we want to control them. But in fact, they, they are there all the time. And when we acknowledge that we have them and that we can use them and they are an integral part of our life, uh, it becomes effortless. Things start to flow. And that's really the first real secret of the soul's currency. And and such a huge one. Um, I was interviewed not recently. Uh, not too long ago on uh, Lifetime Television on a show, The Balancing Act, is going to air on June 1st. But they were talking about empowerment and talking about self-esteem. And the question was, is it something that you get from being nurtured or is it natural? Is it nature? And I said, well, first and foremost, it's nature. You're born with it. And depending on the various experiences that we've gone through in our lives, many of us need to experience the nurturing and the validation to rebuild that. And yet we always get back to our natural, who we are, right? And that's exactly what you're saying. And in that acknowledgement of people saying, wow, you look, uh, you're so great at presenting, or Ernie, you did just a great job, you know, in, in putting together the book Soul Currency, I'm learning to take it a step further and and beyond saying thank you or I appreciate it or oh well (laughs) or whatever, you know, the habits are that we've developed to express that we've sort of received the compliment about our assets is I stand in this space and I go, thank you for noticing. And it has really changed um, my relationship with people in the last many months that I've been doing it because I'm saying I really hear you and I'm I'm standing in that sacred ground, that space right then, and I'm embracing that. I'm not passing it off. I'm not acting like it didn't happen. I'm not wishing it away because um, with what you were saying, and this is the other part that I got through working with your book, and I want to thank you for that, that if we're showing the universe, God, creator, spirit, whatever you call the higher power of your life, if great things are happening to you and you're showing the universe that you're uncomfortable, like, oh, wow, you know, this is more than I can handle, we, I feel, negate more grander good coming in because the universe is going, you are my beloved with whom I'm well pleased, and why would I put something on your path that's going to make you uncomfortable? Right. Right? I mean, that's exactly what you're, that's the premise of what you're saying in that. If I'm, How many people do you meet out there that you ask them how things are going, and they say, well, this time they're going well. In fact, they're going so well, it's scary. And, mm-hmm. and as if they were expecting that, Pretty soon, the other shoe's going to drop. Mm-hmm. It's so me, true. I believe that um, I think one of the secrets that I've learned is that um, we have a tendency to be uh, self-centered in in the, in the sense that uh, we allow the ego to be the center of our of our uh, reality, and that that in a sense, uh, you know, we've uh, I'm sure people have heard the term edging God out, but it's so true because when you are really taking everything from a standpoint of ego, um, you find that um, that things really all of a sudden stop being, st- 
stop flowing and, and start being directed by your brain or start being directed by emotions or start being directed by, say, a, a negative vision of things. And I found that, for instance, when people would come up to me and talk to me about the book, and I, I, would, I, I found it was very helpful from, stand, from the standpoint of understanding and affirming the God nature within us, and that is, I would say, listen, I'm, I'm, um, uh, thank you for all your comments, but really, it is really God that has written the book, and I, I'm very fortunate um, I got to put my name on it. But, uh, of course, we all know where this information is coming. And, you know, sure, it might sound like there's uh, humility and so forth, but really I felt like now that I got the ego out of the way, you know, what's next? And allow things to flow as opposed to just getting caught up and, and saying, well, I wrote this book. Now can I write a better book? Can I do everything else? I don't have to worry about that now. I can just let God do whatever... Uh, is next for me, and I'm getting out of the way. And you've had um, so many people come up to you and tell you uh, various ways in which soul currency has um, changed their lives. Um, give us a nugget before we go to break about an experience where someone has read soul currency and they had an aha. Well, I had a, I had a student that uh, was um, probably in her probably in her 60s. Uh, she kept herself uh, either because she dyed her hair or whatever, but she kept herself very young looking. And uh, she lost her job and and, uh, and she was really very down about ever finding another job because she thought she was too old. And we did this whole visioning about, well, what is it that you have to give? And she kept saying, well, uh, I've got this and this and I'm organized and I got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of experience and whatever. And I said, well, why don't you focus on the fact that there is somebody out there looking for you as much as you are looking for it. And in other words, the job is looking for you. And, you know, as, one, as long as she could get out of the, the stage of this is, I'm too old, I could never do this, they're, they're going to look for a younger person. Uh, and it turns out that uh, immediately after she was doing this and she was doing prayer work to around that, uh, the next week, she was hired as, as uh, to manage an entire uh, practice of doctors uh, at, at a salary that was greater than anything that she ever earned. And essentially, the reason they gave was that they hired somebody. They wanted somebody older that, had, that was more mature, that had good judgment and had good experience and was, could handle people. Isn't that something? I mean, the very thing that um, she was using to limit herself became the greatest truth of what she needed at the time. And don't we do that? I mean, <laughs> so often that's exactly what we're doing. Um, I've said uh, a number of times that the very thing I was cr criticized by, you know, my sixth grade teacher, I don't know if you're aware of this, Ernie, but she called my parents in for a special meeting, and she told them I was never going to amount to anything because I talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine <laughs> and you know that's been um the way that i've always you know had my life either in sales or in speaking or teaching or, or whatever is in in talking <laughs> <laughs> that's great your website is uh, soulcurrency.com correct 
soulcurrency.org yes excuse me soulcurrency.org uh, for those of you that are listening uh, you can check Ernie out and stay in touch with him and we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back thank you for joining us Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Unity has designated 2011 as the Year of Abundant Living and has created a resource library to support you as you embrace your abundance. Hi, this is Rev. Robin Ryder, Senior Minister of Sacred Abundance Ministries and host of Sacred Abundance on Unity Online Radio. Are you looking for abundance in your finances, health, or relationships? Unity's Resource Library has a variety of tools to support you. Affirmations, articles, podcasts, books, and more. Everything you need to live your life abundantly. Join Unity for this year-long journey of abundance. Go to www.unity.org and click on the Abundant Living Resource Center. And of course, you can also tune in each week for my program, Sacred Abundance, as we learn and apply the essential spiritual principles to our real-world experiences. Join me on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Do you think you know all you want to know about characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from an historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of the lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life. Only at Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for being with us this afternoon. You know, we are just excited that we have a show called From Good to Amazing because there's so many people out there today in our audience that it's that one step forward, it's that change in your thought, it's that one moment of time. Just like we're talking with Ernie Chu, 
the author of Soul Currency, a recently featured guest on the Oprah show that found himself at one time in the past in a place of do I stay with good and ordinary and being average or do I move towards the amazing life? And so, Ernie, thank you for being with us. Well, here I am again, and, and uh, I'm um, looking at uh, the amazing life that uh, you are creating with this show and, and all the work that you're, good work that you're doing with First Unity. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the practical aspects of soul currency because uh, people uh, look at it and they look at the ideas of uh, what's in you and it can be used as currency. But uh, what happens is, how do you apply it in your life? And uh, things, it's not just necessarily about money. I mean, so uh, the one thing that I tried to to emphasize was that soul currency creates the money. The currency of the soul creates the actual money, which is nothing more than agreements and symbol. But what about things like uh, the people you draw to yourself? And again, when you talk about... uh, the, the law of attraction or the things of the, how you draw things to yourself, you also have to recognize that um, for happy relationships, for things that are going to change, you have to look at what is your counterfeit currency that is, that is really causing a lot of things to show up in your life as illusions or things that just don't work out. And so in our book, we talked about... Um, your, your deep beliefs, deep-seated beliefs about things. And one of the deep-seated beliefs, obviously, is that, that um, you're disconnected from God or you, you just don't trust God, whether or not it is that you don't trust uh, your life, you don't trust people. Uh, there might be even one or two people you don't trust. You don't trust uh, uh, something to work out that you have no control over in the beginning. Uh, so... I think that when you start to look at your, what I call, counterfeit currency, uh, that's one of the things that you can do to really begin to have things in every aspect of your life, not, not simply money, abundance, and so forth. It's all tied in. You know, you, if you had a simple uh, number of doors that, that went to, uh, say, abundance, relationships, uh, mysticism, things of that type, you walk in these doors, they all go to the same sort of central place, the same living room, and uh, perhaps it has a different uh, spin on each, each, each door, but essentially it's the same. So uh, you have an amazing life and everything starts to work, and one of the ways to get it is obviously to look at uh, some of the beliefs that you've had and face them. I can say that one of the beliefs that I had was uh, that um, I had to really struggle, and if I really put my mind to it, uh, I was going to be successful. And when I realized that the false belief beyond that was was I was successful in spite of myself, I began to wor- wor- I began to realize that you know I could have been a lot more successful and a lot happier and and watched and helped a lot more people a lot sooner. But I had to really get out of my own way. That's a that's a key point, and um, 
I love the idea of what you're talking about with counterfeit currency because it's so true. If you had fake monopoly money and you went into Walgreens to exchange it, they would go, excuse me, this this won't work. <laughs> you won't get to have this increased product, whatever it is you're wanting, if you're wanting to use this fake money. And the same is true with these beliefs that we carry. They're putting out a fake energy and and we're so unconscious, or it's in our subconscious that we're doing it. I was um, riding down the road the other week, and I had my mom with me. And she was talking, and we were talking about needing to go to the grocery store. And she said, oh, now if you ask me the one thing in life that I dread, oh, it's going to that grocery store, I just dread it, I dread it, I dread it. I had never heard my mom say that. You know, in all of the years of our relationship, I'd never heard her say that, right? And I thought to myself, no wonder I've always chosen partners that love going grocery shopping because I've been holding this, I've been carrying all these years my mom's belief of dreading going to the grocery store. And it, it's so subtle but so significant because then I looked at it and I went, I, you know, I really enjoy going, but I've been driven all these years by that idea and I've been carrying my mom's energy about that. And that's something that is, it's almost laughable in how significant it really is in the great big scheme of life. They're not going to mention it in my memorial service about my dream <laughs> grocery store, for goodness sakes. But the point is, it's we're doing that every day unaware, aren't we? Yes, and actually you could take it one step further and say, look, almost everything we do in life, in fact, everything we do in life, comes back to one thing, which is love. And so the question is, how did we associate love, uh, how, how perhaps how mothers uh, sacrificed themselves or put this big effort into to, to uh, show love by doing something that they didn't like to do and that uh, uh, sometimes love is associated with, with making sacrifices and things of that type. Um, it doesn't always have to be that way, but that may be the lesson that we carry on and then uh, discover later that it's really a joyful process. It was really their issue, not, not the issue about uh, necessarily how love really is. So if in talking about practical application... The next time um, one of our listeners or ourselves are out in everyday life and we catch ourselves saying, oh, I don't really enjoy that or I don't like that or that's just the way I am. If I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying question that reality right then and there. Just question the reality of what you're stating to be true about yourself and, and deepen that process and say, is that how I really feel? Is this really mine or is this something I've adapted from other people? Is that That's the process correct. that you use for that? Yes, I, I do catch, I think the important thing is to catch yourself uh, two ways. One is to real, uh, realize what you're saying because most of the time a lot of these counterfeit beliefs show up in the way we talk. You know, I, I hate doing this. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not any good doing this stuff. Or or um, people always laugh or, you know, I, I just won't even to go there. And essentially, catch yourself doing that. That's a big one. And 
stop. Honor it. Honor it. It's almost like you say something and then that, that is so profound that everybody stops and, and looks at you and all time stops. But, but only when that happens do you really get to see that what you just said perhaps was so profound, but it was, it was profoundly affecting you, but it really wasn't true. And when you start to get that aha moment, um, that's, that's a really important thing. And you don't have to, to get aha moments all the time. If you, if you just get one once in a while, ultimately these things begin to unloosen the whole foundation of, of, of false beliefs. And a lot of these things just slip by the wayside. A lot of it, it just starts dissipating, right? I mean, you're not even aware. It's not like, oh, I know the play-by-play of how this occurred. You just wake up one day and you're standing there. uh, You don't really have to analyze how you're doing it. You know, we have a Mm -hmm. tendency to overthink everything, including personal development. And the important thing is to catch yourself. The other thing is beside recognizing some, some statements that you made that are just plain not true, um, catch yourself doing something right because we will sit there and, and remember things that we, we were so embarrassed with in the second grade. We'll remember that for the rest of our lives. But we won't remember the literally tens of thousands of times that we did things for people. And it just, we, we just completely blocked that out. It was like take it for granted. It either never happened or we never remembered it. So the important thing is to honor that as well by just simply saying, I did this right. Look, I've, I've, I've smiled at somebody. I've really made their day or, or I've really made my day by, by really giving love. So that's important too. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. And, um, and with the mirroring to other people, that's something I've been really aware of lately only not only in voice like if if i'm talking on the phone or you know answering the phone to greet a call but yet walking in a hallway or in a room is what is my face uh, saying because that's usually the mirror that i'm going to be getting back because often with our currency and our energy that we're giving out there we we tend to be more reactive or more on the defense rather on the offense have you found that as well yes, with, with subtle behavior, Ernie, with currency and energy? I found that too because people seem to think that circumstances and uh, perhaps the consequences of, consequences of what you believe uh, flow to them and uh, aren't something like currency which can be creative so that you can take some of your best qualities and, and imagine them being active and creating in your life, and you don't have to know exactly what or what the process is because the process knows exactly what to do. And when you do that, then you're, you're a lot doing a lot more. Your life seems to, to flow. Opportunities seem to come. The right people happen to sit right next to you. Uh, all the things that uh, you look and say, well, that's kind of uh, amazing. But actually, it's all part of that process that if you allow it to happen... Uh, in your life, that's what happens. Are you still training people out in the field to do the work and do the coaching with um, Soul Currency? Or for our listeners today that say, wow, I'm, 
I'm really wanting to go deeper with this and I want to work on some of my subconscious counterfeit currency, where can they go in order to uh, advance forward from good to amazing? Well, we will be putting out a, this, this coming fall, we will be putting out a whole coaching class per se. I, I do uh, take on uh, from time to time people that are having specific problems. But what I will tell you is that I'm now uh, having an opportunity to begin to work with uh, um, younger uh, students and, and, uh, and children growing up. And uh, I'm looking, in fact, to put together uh, a program uh, with, with a group that is um, uh, teaching financial literacy to literally uh, thousands of, of school districts. And what we would like to be able to do is include sole currency as, as really the important uh, currency that underpins everything. It's not just simply going out there and creating money, but to be conscious that it is the qualities that are within you, that energy which is the, the, the energy of, of spirit that flows through everything that is creating things. You know, we call it the sole current as opposed to perhaps just spirit or God or whatever, because sometimes people hear things a different way, and it, it is like a current that, that flows through all of life. That's exciting. I, I had no idea that that was happening. You know, that's great, because you're really catching individuals at a level that they can really embrace it quickly. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. We, we were looking to, to begin to, as, as we did at uh, First Unity, there's uh, opportunities for younger children to really see what's, what, what uh, the, the currency is like, that it pervades everything. I, I, I particularly love that whole idea of using that Tesla lamp and, and having people just put their fingers on the, on the globe and immediately the, the light goes to their fingers and, and if they're five people doing it, it all goes to theirs so that, that it is not just limited to one thing or one person. Uh, it is an all-pervading energy that is also very specific. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to remind everybody that you can visit Ernie's website, soulcurrency.org. And I also understand that you're involved in some projects with helping our environment and that's very exciting too. What? Tell us a little bit about that, Ernie. Well, this project came out of the Soul Currency Institute and also out of the principles of the book. And it also came out of uh, perhaps uh, a desire to show people that even in today's environment, where you know where it's very hard to raise capital, uh, the economy is. You know, very sporadic. The stock market isn't very good. Um, there's a lot of fear around uh, instability, and therefore the uh, prices of gold are going through the roof. And so we decided, and, and I had some chats with some of the people that have been uh, working with me up to, hey, why don't you go out and, and, and demonstrate a project? And part of this was that you go out and you do something that you really enjoy and not only that you, that you really enjoy, but has a, has a higher um, a calling to it, that, that it really has something bigger than just going out there and starting a company. So last June we started a company, and we called it Green States Energy, and 
essentially, again, using intuition and just really using that flow, it came to me that um, basically we should be building solar plants in partnership with small to medium-sized municipalities. And that's what we did. Our first one is in Wisconsin. And essentially, uh, uh, everybody else is working in California and and, uh, Arizona and things like that. And people think that the sun doesn't shine in the Midwest. And people are saying, well, why are you, why are you building solar plants in Wisconsin? I mean, but it, it does, in fact. And uh, we've now got uh, something like 12 other uh, municipalities ready to, to join in. We've, we've en- enrolled a major investment bank in New York, and uh, we've got uh, great, great financial and other support. And all of a sudden, this idea is is, is taking off, and the the uh, early investors in this company have done extremely well. And but more importantly, um, this is what happens: that when you begin to uh, look at something that's a much bigger than just you, and begin to use all the things that you enjoy doing. Um, and I work very well in in teamwork. I have a good knowledge of of finance and. I, I let uh, our team really do this together, and we always make decisions together. We, we don't always agree, but we, we make decisions together, and, and uh, we trust each other. You're a great role model, Ernie, too. We'll be right back right after our break. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Hi, this is Ellen Devonport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used, and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave the five principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because the five principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know every day in every decision. Just five principles. They cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org. Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then come join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Ogan and Jim. Each week, these ministerial students from Unity Institute and Seminary have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So welcome everyone, and again, we love your participation with Unity Online Radio. If you're enjoying this show and the other shows that we offer on Unity FM, we encourage you to make a donation at any time, and we greatly appreciate that as well. We've been visiting and 
taking notes of the great things that Ernie Chu is sharing with us from his life experiences and how he has moved from good to amazing, as well as he has set an example and been a role model to so many. His book is now uh, being featured in various organizations uh, through our educational system and touching the lives and hearts of children and now helping entrepreneurs build businesses on a global scale. Ernie, what a pleasure. And it's so great just watching you and all that you continue to do. You are truly an example of From Good to Amazing. One of the things, as you know, in deciding to do this show is that I've found that to be true for my own life and I've watched it to be true for so many people is that often when we're not enjoying things going on around us, it's because we're settling for such, um, you know, far less than what we deserve and not allowing all that goodness and that joy and that love and all those things to come in because you're right, on some way we've, we're entertaining some kind of belief that it, it needs to be harder than it actually needs to be. I'm glad that you're teaching all of us that that's absolutely not necessary. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a tough nut, too, because I uh, had to spend uh, more than 50 years learning that lesson. <laughs> so hopefully all our listeners will, uh, will only take a very short time to really see this happening. Tell us about another practical application that we can use um, with your book and, and for those of you that... Um, would want to get the book to learn more about soul currency. You have so many uh, great nuggets of wisdom in there. Well, I like to talk about things that um, happen because that seem to be coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, of course, you, you know, it's a coincidence that you happen to be sitting next to the right person or you happen to see somebody that you've been thinking about calling right at the grocery store and you call them in, and, and of course, that seems to, to uh, uh, we, we kind of call it a coincidence because we don't believe it's intentional. <laughs> so immediately the, our language reflects that. But what about things that affect our lives and we start to wonder, you know, that, that whether or not these things are coincidence? And one story I had was that, that I, and it's a true story, I had a friend of mine that, uh, that literally um, could not hold the job because he felt that that he only really deserved temporary employment. He couldn't he couldn't get something that was <clears throat> that lasts beyond three or four weeks, and sometimes maybe a month or so. And um, one of the things he liked to do was he liked to play tennis and so forth. So he was telling me, and I kept telling him. Um, maybe you should uh, try to get some interviews. You're, you're doing really well. You can use all the places you've been as a as a reference. And he decided he would he would uh, take that advice. And he went and um, he he managed to send his resumes in. And and somebody liked it, and they got him to uh, basically uh, come in for an interview. So the first time he came in for that interview, the night before, he parked his car in the wrong place. He would never park it in that place. but And so by the time he was ready to go in the next morning, his car had been towed away. He had no way of going. So 
uh, he uh, sheepishly called in and, and uh, uh, made some excuse about his uh, about the car, and and they rescheduled the appointment. So the next time that happened, and of course we had these conversations about, hey, you you really uh, people are going to be lucky to have you. You're really uh, very good at, at at organizing. You're in fact you're amazing at organizing. Of course, he never believed that. And so the next day, uh, next time he's supposed to go, which I think was a few days later, um, he goes uh, out, he gets all dressed up, he goes out of his apartment, uh, locks the door, and pushes the elevator button. And he's getting ready to go down, and, and of course this time he parked his car in the right place, and so he's all set. As he gets into the elevator, he drops his keys. And what do you think happened? Where did those keys land? Well, there's a little space between <laughs> the elevator and the floor. And if you took those keys and you tried to do it a hundred times, I doubt that you would be able to do it. But those keys just fell in between the elevator and all the way down to the bottom of the shaft. So happened that the janitor was on vacation so that there was nobody to really go down into the bottom and pick up his keys. And, and so he missed his interview and didn't get the job. But you think about this, that your ability to create your reality is so strong. And this is an extreme example, but it's not uncommon that people be, are able to to uh, create these things. And when I tell people whose lives are a mess, I said the, the greater you, the fact is that your life may be a total mess, but, but that's the good news. The good news is that you're a powerful creator. You are a manifester, as they say, and, and uh, uh, all you have to do now is simply to begin to turn around the, the, uh, the false beliefs that you have, the, the beliefs that you're disconnected from, from really what's around you and that uh, you're all by yourself and that uh, you don't know how to do it and so forth. You know, the idea of playing small and, and being disconnected from God. And so as that happens, as you begin to do that, you, you start to realize that uh, the universe, it's not just we're talking about that we're all connected to the universe and that God's within us and everything, but you actually get to see that and you get to really get it by, by looking at the things that are being created in your life and that you've had a pretty big hand in, in allowing that to be created. And that responsibility and owning our part in that is the moment that starts to turn everything around. It, it really does. And That's that right. always fascinates me in, you know, the 23 years that of um, being sober that, you know, people will ask me, you know, God, don't you find it to be so difficult and hard and so difficult and so hard? And I always say... <laughs> Excuse me, you know, the inability to drive an automobile straight, um, you know, <laughs> calling my father and saying, um, I'm behind a, you know, I, excuse me, but I, you know, I'm in jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure how I got there, but that was hard. And, you know, and then I like to say, well, you know, the whole thing is, is that, um, I've given that enough of my life. I don't have to keep doing that. And it's not a struggle. It's a choice. And there's something about that clarity 
And that's exactly what you're talking about, that currency that just pours through you as an individual when you understand that it's, it's a it's a collaborative effort. It's a co-creation all the way around. And um, Edwin Gaines, uh, back to her, because this reminds me of just what you were saying, is uh, an affirmation is I now allow myself to receive all the good I have withheld from myself in the past. Isn't that powerful? Yes, absolutely. I now allow myself to receive all the good I have withheld from myself in the past. And we're so much a part of that. And so we ask ourselves, as we're looking at from good to amazing, what is amazing about my life and how can I continue to attract more things that are amazing. I, I know that uh, when I met with you a couple of years ago, you weren't necessarily thinking, well, I think I'll just go and be on the Oprah show. <laughs> but I saw you on there, Ernie. Yeah, I, I got to see a lot of people who are closet Oprah watchers <laughs> that I never thought watched Oprah. <laughs> you know, so. That's right. That's right. But you uh, are evidence of of living in a current and wanting to see the good for everyone. And you, um, instead of having your ego always thinking about Oprah, 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 you were thinking about helping your beloved healer friend, uh, John of God. And through that avenue and through that uh, wanting to support him and having more people globally know about him, it created this currency towards you. And um, I think that's just a true testament to what you're talking about, of being in the currency of saying yes, having the wisdom to recognize when something is an invitation for your life and and moving forward with it. That's so um, significant. So we have several golden nuggets that we can walk away with today and one of the key things that we're talking about in a practical way is the lessons that's been given to us today by Ernie Shu. and remembering that the impressive part to me in addition to all the other things you've done Ernie is just to elaborate on a place that there was a time in your life when you had a million dollars in debt most people can't conceptualize fifteen thousand dollars in debt And here you were at a place and you made some decisions that not only changed your life, yet became a vehicle of teaching hundreds of thousands of other people and how to change theirs. So it's so evident that when we do find ourselves experiencing the dark night of the soul, its deeper intention is to draw out of us exactly what we came here to do. Ernie Chu, I am so grateful that you are doing exactly what you came here to do. And I'm grateful that you are here with us on From Good to Amazing. I look forward to having you as my guest again real soon, Ernie, because you are full of wisdom. Those of you that are listening today, you can go to soulcurrency.org or templehaze.org for more information about the show. And thank you for participating in Unity Online Radio. Help us spread the word. A lot of people need these messages today. Thank you for being with us, everyone.
Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karen Pettigrew. Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Even if you're a seasoned spiritual student, even if you've been on a spiritual journey for a long time, how's your life working? Knowing spiritual principles isn't enough. We have to practice them every day. Join Reverend Ellen Debenport and co-host Laura Shepard on Absolute Living as they talk each week about putting principles into action in every decision we make. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.